What's up, everybody? Hope you're having an awesome week so far, having a great Tuesday. Thanks for joining us today. We have a fun episode, as always, for you. So Tim and I start off with our weekend recap, kind of have some fun conversation, chop it up for a little bit, so we review what we went through this weekend. Uh, Chase Rice has a new album, The Album Part 1, out. Pretty good programs on there. I dug it. Uh, Then talked about Jeff Bezos getting criticized for donating money to Australia. People just can't. Stop bitching. Uh, Then we get into our current events. So I bring up the millennials' number one goal in life. And it might surprise you. It may not. But I thought some other things might be higher on the list, but not quite. My RLE, I talk about not being desperate in terms of the business sense. So don't be desperate for the business. Don't give up the leverage. We get a little deeper into that. Then I talk about eating dinner like a king, finishing up Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. Tim, where do you take us on this tremendous Tuesday? Yeah, I've got a, a feel-good story. Uh, local Indiana teen, 19-year-old, uh, he raised $10,000 to uh, really make an impact in his community, solve a huge issue with uh, parents who abandon their babies when they're born. Um, so really cool story there. We talk about what he did um, to raise the money and what he implemented in his community. And then real life experience, I talk about how being more organized can reduce stress and save you time. So I give you some actual items that you can do to do that. I'm just give some examples that I've been implementing in my own life to do that. So a lot of, a lot of cool stuff there that you can learn from. And then in the show with Book Talk, uh, the book Brain Rules by John Medina, how um, our brains work psychologically. And we give you three things that you should ask yourself to determine whether your current workplace is promoting productive stress um, and positive emotions. So a lot of good value in this episode. Um, I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Have a great Tuesday, episode 112. Tim, would you say you're cocked, locked, and ready to rock on this episode? Oh, yeah. All three? uh, Check all three boxes? Yep. Bolt strategy. I've got my golf tees. I've got my club. I'm ready to go. What time's uh, what time is tea time? Eleven. Th- uh, we're gonna leave at like eleven thirty. Okay. Gonna, we're gonna go to. I mean, it, there's snow on the ground today here in Indiana. The dedication by this man. But we still gonna go. They have a dedication. Riverside Golf Academy has a driving range where you can like hit from like, a like a little bay area that has a roof over it, but it like faces outside. Do they have like space heaters built in? Yep. Oh, nice. Space heaters are fixed to the ceiling and they point down at you. So it could be 10 degrees out and you're hitting outside, but you don't even feel the cold. It's kind of a cool concept. Hashtag no free ads. (laughs) Yeah. Head over to Riverside Golf Academy. Promo code OTD. Get $2 $2 off your range ball bucket. We wish. We wish. Can you imagine $2 commission? Yeah. That'd be a tough sell, but I mean, they need maybe I mean, not because it's only two bucks, and they need they need more traffic during the winter too. We need more traffic during all seasons. Yeah, exactly. Riverside. Yeah, it's a nice little pocket of peace there. They'll keep you warm while you warm up. <laughs> hey, nice. Oh, hey, oh. How was your weekend, man? It was great. Um, you went out and watched the Butler game Friday. Yeah. Yeah, big game. I mean, against Marquette, good win. Overtime win. Snapping a three-game losing streak. I had about four strokes during that game, but hey, we're still upright. Yeah. Free throws, man. Tell me, free throws. And we were we were up three with like 
15 seconds left. Marquette had the ball. And I don't know why we didn't just foul them before yeah. they could get a shot off. That way they only get two free throws. But instead we let them drive all the way down the court and they hit the three to send it to overtime. We could have just ended the game right there. But also the play before that, what's his nuts? Howard, he chucked up a three and they had plenty of time left. Mm-hmm. That for And I was like, thank you for being an idiot, but that was just a dumb shot selection. Yeah. And then, yeah, dude, free throws. We could have ended it in regulation on free throws. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Come on, Lee. Yeah. Come wins, on. Wins a win, though. We got it. They introduced that new dog. Gritty, not pretty. Butler yeah. four. Butler four. Butler four. The when, fourth? When the game by four, Butler four gets introduced. Yeah, oh my gosh. Coincidence? I think not. It's like a storybook ending. Everything with Butler is storybook. So. Have you seen Seinfeld, the episode where they talk about coincidences? No. Oh, they, Elaine and this lady getting a debate of, well, the whole episode revolves around, is it a big coincidence, a little coincidence? And Elaine's viewpoint is, no, there are no big or small, or no. She was talking to a lady. She goes, there's no big coincidences or small coincidences. Like, if it's a coincidence, it's a coincidence. God, try saying that five times fast. <laughs> Shit. Um, and so I was like, I thought of that immediately. I'm like, God, I have no one to tell this to because no one else watches Seinfeld as religiously <laughs> or has seen enough of it. Um, do you think there's a big and little coincidence? Are there ranges? Or if it just like it is, then it is. Um, I'd say if it is, then it is. Because everything. So like a coincidence is just a coincidence. It's yeah. not big or little. Yeah, okay. everything's connected in some way. So Ooh. I don't think you can measure the getting deep. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> Something's. Uh... Yeah, tough call. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I might agree with you. I might agree with you on that one. Like it just yeah, it's a coincidence. Yeah. I'll have, to th- I'll have to think about it. Maybe I need to watch the episode again and then think about it. Yeah. See Maybe you can ch- look at the amount of time that's elapsed between the two things. See if I change my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brother, excuse me, came to town this weekend. Yeah, it was a buddy of his. It was his 30th this weekend, <clears throat> and I was at the gym on Saturday on the bike, and my brother calls me, and he goes, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. I'm at the gym right now. It's like three thirty, four o'clock. He goes, I'll be in Indy in a couple hours. It's Remy's birthday. Uh, we're going to go out. I was like, and I had no intention on going out. I was like, all right, if you're in town. Yeah. Like, so went out, had some drinks. Never been to Revel. Went there for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting joint. Interesting crowd of people, but had a good time. I mean, they they party hard there. I've never been myself, but yeah, they, I wasn't, they kill the social media game. I see videos. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going like balls to the wall. I was kind of slow rolling my drinks just because we had an early morning on Sunday and uh, and I just don't like feeling like ass. Um, but no, good time. Good to see him. Uh, his girlfriend was with him. So us three had a good time out. I'm good at third wheeling that one, but hey, <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. So yeah, and then... Uh, him, me, and I, jeez, uh, get it together, brand of mouth. Him, my dad, and I, we have a ski trip planned in March, going to Colorado together. Mm. Well, I, my mom <clears throat> may go. She should. Like, she's not going to ski, but she would just kind of do work in the village, whatever. But, like, guys' time on the mountain. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, my brother and I were talking about that. 
last week and like, man, not many people get to do that kind of thing with their dad. So like super blessed. He's like, dude, we got lucky with parents. And I was like, dude, so much comes from having good parents. Mm -hmm. Like really did just couldn't ask for better. Right. Yeah. Grateful for what you have. It's good. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. So yeah, that was fun. Um, Played. Have you ever played Mancala? It's the board. oh wait yeah with the with the marbles yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. we were playing that at uh, this place Centerpoint Brewery, and like you get strangely hooked. Like I was really getting competitive with it. You get competitive with everything, <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me. I'm <laughs> even, a with, even with even with I'm a I'm going to win. Is this That's even great. about football anymore? No, competi- competition's good. I mean, it keeps keeps your mind I mean, sharp. It keeps your mind sharp. It was it was healthy. It's not like I was like getting emotional about man. Flips man over Kyle. the board. The, mar- <laughs> the marbles go go all over the floor onto the stage. Fuck your marbles. Uh, no, I I lost to my brother. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. But I mean, that's like that's not one of those things. I get way more competitive playing like pool, like really trying mm-hmm. to win at pool. Man, Kyle, I was like, dad. Some marbles and a wooden board. What am I going to get mad about? <laughs> hey, there's a win and there's a loss. So that's something you get mad about. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, also listened to Chase Rice came out with a new album this weekend. Mm-hmm. Country artist Chase Rice. Would be fun to have him on the show. He's been on Pat McAfee. Uh, seems like a good time, good guest. But yeah, it's the album part one. So I guess he's got more coming. But it was good. Things sounded kind of similar throughout like... There were a good amount of songs talking about like growing stuff, but like you know, it's real life, mm-hmm. right from the heart. So I dug it, man. I dug. It. I thought it was good. I know you're not as into the country as I am. Yeah, I didn't even know who Chase Rice was <laughs> until you posted to your story. Because <laughs> I saw you posted a story about it. I, I, I mean, I checked it out. The page, his page, at least. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah he's pretty popular in the country community but i know that's not as your forte which is okay everyone has their favorite preference that's all good you gotta gotta listen to what brings you the most value yeah so i was like "Ooh, i better check this out and it was a quick listen it was like 25 minutes Mm. so it was like jimming back and i was done with it so we'll see what part two has um but yeah no good good ups on chase part two coming out soon or I'd have to double check. Okay. I guess I should have known that it before bringing one. it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he's gonna have a part two. Yeah, I just part two. don't know when exactly, but it's good. It's good. Um, oh, funny gym story. So, at at because you go to the Y, don't you? Mm-hmm. Do you shower at the Y there too? Uh. In the locker room. No, no, I don't. Okay. It's like five minutes from my place. Okay. Because so I, I was gonna ask if they have the built-in soap dispensers. In each shower, uh, I've showered at the downtown one before the Ursa. They have they have them there. Okay, the, the dispensers. Okay, so I want to know if you've had this experience, but I'm sure someone else who's listening has. When you're in the shower, so I bring my own soap too, mm-hmm. just just because I'm a basic bitch like that. Um, but you know, I'll use it if I need a little extra. But the guys in there that use at least half the dispenser in their shower. Like you, it's like, dude, how the fuck, how dirty are you? Were you rolling around in the mud in the free weight section? Wait, like, you're here. How do like you, you know, like you they the pound music? the, it's like the hand, like you push with your hand and it comes out uh-huh. and they just hammer this thing like 15, 20 times in a row. It's like rapid fire. And it's like, dude, you're using like half the dispenser of soap. I know. 
That's ridiculous. Like, leave a little bit for the rest of the day. It's hardly 8 a.m. <laughs> Their costs are going up, pal. Yeah, they probably get that soap from Centos, and Centos charges them a lot for soap. So. Yeah, I don't know. Don't, uh... I'm trying to think if if I can see the package through those. I'll double check. I'll do a little recon for you. Soap ain't cheap, man. <laughs> Watch it. They should put a sign there, three pumps per person. <laughs> yeah, they have a sign on limiting you on your cardio time if there's people waiting. Yeah. Other people trying to use soap. Right. But. That's that's funny. How you can hear that. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like they're pounding the thing. It's like, dude, it'll come out. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to you know, be gentle with it. It's like making love. Just be nice with it. Yeah. Be uneasy. Uh, so, had a girl call me man. Last week It's always kind of fun You know When a girl's like Alright thanks man Or whatever You know I was at Whole Foods And Checking out Cashier We're just kind of Chopping it It, Great cashiers At Whole Foods Like very customer (laughs) Service oriented Like very nice Really cheery And stuff And like They give the good vibe You can just talk to them Mm -hmm. You know There's some that just You get the vibe They don't want to talk to you Mm -hmm. Like they're just they're doing their job. Get in. Yeah. The automatic the automatic checkout is more friendly than them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh time only grocery store line that does not have that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Had, in what? Like they don't have the automatic uh I know, but like the only one out of who? Like all like grocery stores. So nah, I think there's there's some in Evansville that don't. Schnucks in Evansville, they don't have, which I thought was weird. Hmm. Ha! No, I'm just kidding. Well, I think like bigger, like franchise or, oh, or like national. bigger, bigger chain. Yeah, sorry. National sorry. ones. I should preface okay. better. Okay. So yeah, Meyer has them. Astrax will have them. Yeah. So yeah, they're one of the, uh, well, now I can say one of the, but I think in terms of big chain, only one that does not have the automatic scanner. Okay. And they're like, yeah, we, our thing is we still like to have that interaction of doing that for the person or, mm-hmm. you know, that good service. So I was interested by that. I was like, really? She, and she's like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I was like, I thought about it. I was like, I guess that does make sense. But back to my whole foods, she, uh, she fits, you know, she finagles and fits it all in the bag just nicely. That it, so she doesn't have to give me a, an extra bag. And she's like, all right, got it all in there. I was like, Oh, nicely done. Well played. She goes, thanks man. And like <laughs> almost double take. Like, she called me man. And it's like a nice little refreshing almost yeah. like, oh, kind of out of left field, man. Yeah, she's a guy's girl. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I almost like needed to call her dude just to pay it forward. Like, yeah. All right, dude, have a good day. But I kind of let it ride. I was like, ah, I'm going to let that rest. That's a good one. Yeah. And it was like the very subtle, like, thanks, man. I'm like, word. <laughs> Good service. You should just be like, I actually don't identify as a man. Yeah. <laughs> just see what her reaction would be. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Make it real awkward. Are you, uh, what's that, gender labeling or whatever we call it these days? I don't know. I don't care how correct that is. Um, gender assigning, that's what it is. Yeah. Are you, are you assigning me a gender right now? <laughs> Just, like, just hit her with that one. Put hands on your hips. <laughs> but like reverse hands on the hips. Yeah. You know, where the thumb is pointing yeah. out. Yep. Excuse me. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Oh my gosh. That, 
that would be a funny video like for us to just put on a story like just fucking with people but then someone will get offended and get mad about it and blah 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 ah, shove it <laughs> um so jeff bezos is getting uh criticized for donating money to australia for the mm. bushfires yeah so he i was dude this is i want to get your thoughts thoughts on this before i give mine so he donated <clears throat> Like 690 G's, which equals about a million dollars in Australian dollars for the bushfires. And people were criticizing and hating on him because of how much he's worth. So he's worth over $100 billion, mm-hmm. right? So the dude's not short on cash. And people are hating the fact that he donated literally minutes worth of his time in terms of money. Like, what he donated equates to him working for, like... How much was it? So, it was about 700000 like, U.S. dollars equaled about a million in Australian dollars. So, people are kind of on him because he didn't give more. Mm. So, I, I was... Where is where, where, the law there that says how much he's supposed to give? Is there a, is there a rule somewhere? Or yeah, standard exactly. somewhere? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Percentage? Exactly. I mean, last time I checked, he didn't have to give anything. <laughs> Heard that. Yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, no matter who you are, like, when you're in that type of spotlight and that, have that much success and that much money, like, you're not going to be able to please everyone. And you're not going to... Someone's always going to have something bad to say about you. Yeah. And, like, all these people that are criticizing, how much did they donate? Probably zero. Probably didn't even give $5. Not saying that I did. I didn't. But those people hating on him, like, yeah, how much did they give? Mm-hmm. Odds are high that it's nothing. And, yeah, to your point, he didn't have to give anything. No. Could have given nothing. So, like, it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. If it were $5 million, he probably would have been hated on it for still. Probably. So, it's like, Really? Is is that is that what we're gonna do? Is go after someone who still gave money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when when JJ Watt raised and donated money for the hurricanes in in Texas, like people didn't hate on how much he didn't give; they were just happy that he did something about it. Like Jeff Bezos can't go over there and physically fight the fire; he's not a firefighter. But he did what was in his control, mm-hmm. and yeah, still getting damned for it. So I'm just like, guys, like, seriously, it's just to to be able to call something out again. This call-out culture yeah. is, is going to be the death of us. And, and that's what people are getting tired of. And it's, he's probably like, really? Like, <laughs> I give a bunch of money and, like, regardless of what it is, I, I donate and still get shit on. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. And I don't I, know. Everyone, he, he's everyone has a platform, too. Everyone has... A way to complain about something so yeah right like it just makes it worse plus he's more jacked than all those people he'll beat your ass he, he is in pretty good shape isn't he yeah he's he, got that he's got that new girlfriend that he's two in the world with so i'm sure i'm sure he's revamped his workout plan a little oh, bit oh i'm sure yeah a little extra cardio yeah. you know touring the world i always thought <laughs> i always thought that was fried oh when he left gets, his wife gets divorced and then yeah, he's got yeah. A, he's got a, what's her name? San, Lauren Sanchez. Oh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, Lauren Sanchez. But I mean, not <sighs> he's going into not celebrity just a, mode. I'm not justifying everything he's done. <laughs> yeah, but the donation, I appreciate that. 
we'll leave everything else be. Okay. But <laughs> just like, yeah, I, you know, everyone makes their, their decisions and, and mistakes and whatnot and is what it is. I'm just here to thank him for the donation. Yeah. His, his own moral compass is his prerogative. Yeah. But uh, anything else from the weekend, Tim? Any other I'm highlights? Good. I'm good. Yeah. I'd like to see what else is just going on in the world. So yeah. take me to our current events, Tim. What are the, our global happenings as we put in our LinkedIn? Yeah. Group? So I saw a pretty cool local story. Uh, Indian, it's, this happened in Indiana, I thought. It's really honorable, serviceable act. So there's someone named Hunter Wart. He is 19 years old uh, from Seymour, Indiana. Uh, so this kid, he, he saw a need in his community. So, um, each year over, I think between like three to five babies die from being abandoned by, by their mothers. Like, believe it or not, there are people out there who have a baby, don't know what to do, can't, and can't take care of it and aren't sure. And they just like leave it in like a trash can or like, like leave it. It's murder, dude. I know, like it's murder. I know. A couple years ago, someone left the baby at the door of a hospital, but it was cold out, and the baby ended up freezing to death. Oh, man. so yeah, we have this going on. And Hunter, so this this kid Hunter, he spent um, over a year uh, mowing lawns, um, scrapping metal, to raise ten thousand dollars to purchase uh, what is called a safe haven baby box. Interesting for the Seymour Fire Department, um, and what happens? What like bo- the, these boxes? They're meant to prevent the abandonment of newborns, and so this happened like back in like in in June 2019 is when the box was finally installed. Okay, so it's like a box where like people know where it is, and mothers like when when they can't take care of a baby, they literally just put the baby in this this box, and it's temperature controlled so the baby can get oxygen so it's the right um like temperature and everything and when they put it in there the fire department gets alerted that a baby was put in there within a minute of it being put in there oh wow um so a couple thursdays ago the firefighters found a a healthy baby girl inside so it worked like within a year of him installing this like a baby uh, gets put in there oh man um and the, like the the town, like so, what happened was um, they like provided care until an ambulance came to get the baby, take it to the hospital, and then once the baby was released, um, it's in the custody of the state child service workers. And so it's kind of cool how like this this t- this town Seymour they like they like rallied around. They called it Baby Maya. They get the town like named it. Okay. <laughs> uh, or her. And um, what happened was yeah. So I just thought that was cool. Uh, so the Seymour Fire Department's box is one of 24 installed um, in the United States. So there's only 24 of these, and the fact that this kid raised money to put it there. Um, and there's a lady named Monica Kelsey, who's the founder of uh, Safe Haven. So she okay. runs this company that it's a nonprofit organization that developed these boxes. Um, and Monica, she she'd be possibly a good person to get on the podcast. Yeah, uh, she like her goal. So she was an ab- abandoned baby herself. Um, so she kind of, she had the motivation there and she began the initiative to give, it's like her goal is to give like distressed mothers, a stressed plate mothers to drop their kids off. Cause like some people just d- like aren't mentally right to take care. And like they, they, for some reason don't know like what resources there are out there. So yeah. the fact that there's this, 
Um, I just I, I thought it was it was cool what what this kid did. He dedicated so much amount of his time to race ten thousand dollars to to solve a, a huge problem. So, yeah, nineteen years old shows maturity. And I don't know. I guess I have a lot of different thoughts. Like I'm bummed that we need that, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm happy that someone came up with a solution to bring those numbers down. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, man. Dude, abandoning a baby, bro. I know. And, like, being... So, big kudos to Monica. Because I cannot imagine what that has to be like mentally growing up. Mm-hmm. Right? That or, or, you know, anything where you just don't have your mom or dad. Yeah. And it's like, we were already talking earlier how blessed we are with awesome parents. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Then you hear about this, and God, it just sucks that we we need something like that. But yeah, I'm glad that that this dude Hunter, you know, got it done. Like he took action. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty four. I mean, I can see that growing pretty quick because yeah. it's not just an Indiana issue, mm-hmm. right? Are all twenty four? You said that's around the country. Yeah, it not didn't just say. Indiana. Yeah, I didn't say which states. but okay. it's that's nationwide. And yeah. like, I look at twenty four. I'm like. I mean, we need more than twenty-four, like, right? Like, how much? How much does that cover? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how much it costs per box. I mean, I would say around, attached I mean, to a fire department. Do you think it's like since he? Ra- I mean, he raised around ten thousand, so that's how yeah. much it took for this one. So okay, Should yeah, I want. It's like ten thousand. Like, I feel like can't we can't find money in the budget to. I mean, because yeah, mean, we're already how many trillions in debt? What's a few yeah. more grand? <laughs> it's, it's at the local level too, but like, yeah, yeah, and Safe Haven, this company, like she, not only do they they design this box, but it's like a it's like a twenty four hour hotline too for like mothers who are in crisis. Like, it, not only it's just they don't just install boxes; they, they it's like a resource for distress. Mothers. That's cool. So I just thought yeah. that was cool. Yeah, for sure, man. Just like, I thought it was cool. It was local. I mean, it's yeah, no, that's really sweet. It's Southern just, Indiana, but yeah. it's just still a bummer. Yeah, but I know. Yeah, I'm glad we're at least having some type of solution. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, good, good on both of those people, yeah. Hunter and Monica. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll tag them. See if we can't get them. Yeah, I think on the be, show that'd and be cool interview. Yeah, that'd be. I think that'd be a pretty emotional one too. Mm-hmm. Um. Hearing from each of them just to be powerful, though, for yeah. sure. But good story, man. Thanks for mm-hmm. thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. Sad, but you know, trying to create the happy ending. Mm-hmm. On uh, so speaking of happy endings, millennials, the number one life goal. I was reading this article, and I think you know everyone's going to have differences, but overall. Millennials, number one thing, they want to clear debt. And the article made reference, it's not, you know, getting into a fulfilling relationship, building a career, starting a family, anything. Millennials just want to not owe money, Mm. which I get. I mean, I'm still paying student loans. It's not fun to owe anyone any money. But uh, I was interested. I was like, man, that is the number one thing. I would have figured like maybe mental health or something related would have mm-hmm. been there. That's what I was kind of going in anticipating, but it was clearing debt. So they had a few numbers 
within the article, millennials outspend Gen Xers and baby boomers by about $2,300 a year, mostly on credit. 68% brain to mouth today. Damn, work, damn it. Uh, 68% of millennials report debt as having a negative impact on their daily life. I mean, I don't, the other, like, 32% has a positive mm-hmm. impact, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, 59% for Gen Xers has a negative impact, 48 for boomers. Um, and millennials, on average, are about $42,000 in debt. Uh, that's not all student loans. Also contains a lot of just consumer debt, what they buy, put on credit, things like that. Um, so about averages forty-two grand. Sixty-seven uh, percent say financial stress compromises their ability to focus on uh, being productive at work. Versus thirty-two percent for baby boomers. Twenty-three percent of millennials report that financial stress causes them actually feeling physically ill. So we're Whatever their finance issue is, uh, it causes them to feel like physically in pain and not well, uh, which is pretty nuts where it's like, man, that's when your stress causes you just pains like in other areas, that's time to take a step back and see what's going on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then 68% reported that debt has a negative impact on relationships with their significant others, colleagues, and friends. Um, Yeah, that last one. Yeah. It, that's a whew, when it starts to fuel over into other areas of the life too, where it's like, man, what? Like, I mean, yeah, I got debt, but well, that I mean that that like, especially people who are like together, living under the same house, married, whatever, mm-hmm. and they like kind of pool their finances too, and have like visibility to each other. Like, that's like the I feel like that's one of the leading causes of divorce too. It's just financial stress. Debt. Yeah, I've I've noticed a lot of couples that still separate their money, like have mm-hmm. their own money, which I think is good. Yeah. I guess it's never something I've never thought about doing myself because I'm not married. But, yeah, I mean, that's just a conversation you got to have. Yeah, I've not yeah. thought about that. But now, it, it, I when mean, I regardless do Regardless whether it's separate or not, like, I mean, like you guys, I mean, you're sharing each other's money and, yeah. Yeah. When, when I do think about it, though, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe you have like a – a pooled fund, right? Where you both kind of give into it and it can be used for whatever. Mm -hmm. Then you have each of your own, like your own sides where like you still share everything. You have things together, but I think it's good to still have your own kind of nest egg, you know, um, emergencies, whatever. Your own stock portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's always going to be mine. Yeah. Right. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) So I think that's a good idea. Kind of separate that again. I'm not even close to married either. Mm-hmm. You know, date myself. I'm a good fucking time though. <laughs> <laughs> Slip that in there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Ladies, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it's like money is a really big stressor for a lot of people, not just millennials. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, how, how how are we getting? I know student loans are a thing, but you know, with a even with a job right out of college, and and I only know from living in Indianapolis. So it'll it'll vary based on city and living expense, but we get a decent, you know, uh, starting out salary living here. It's not too expensive, and you still have enough to save and pay for your student loan debt too. So uh, we kind of live like kings here, but it's uh, 
how are we getting so much in debt? Like, guys, stop swiping the credit card. <laughs> stop buying dumb shit. Look, go listen to Gary Vee for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it all comes like it all comes down to making sacrifices today so that you can have freedom tomorrow. Yeah, and I think that's that's a for for people. I mean, it's it's sacrifice. Like, it's not something that's easy and going to come natural. But mm-hmm. when you have a game plan and you stay consistent to what your game plan is, I mean, and stay consistent with sacrificing things you've always sacrificed. Like, in the long run, it's going to pay off. Whether you're already in debt trying to to get off of it, or you're starting early and you're not, you're, you're paying paying it forward for your future. Like, you got to have a game plan. You got to stick to it. Right. So, I mean, like, that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm getting rid of the truck. Uh, here soon in the next couple months not because i hate trucks like i'll get back into them but what they want me to pay for a new one monthly i'm just like i don't i haven't fallen in love with the trucks that are out now to pay to warrant me paying that mm-hmm. i'm just gonna drive something else that's uh cheaper and i'm gonna buy buy my dad's car off him and you know a lot lower monthly for now mm-hmm. save some dough and then Hopefully that'll get me another two, three years maybe. And by that time, can afford, I mean, based on my goals and projections, a loaded up Raptor. Mm-hmm. And buy a sweet balling truck and not really worry about it as much. And just save some coin for now. And it's like, I'm kind of looking forward to that even. Yeah. I love the truck. I'll, I'll still save it on the miles. So I'll drive it like close by the house and stuff, like shorter distances. And I get in, it's like, oh, man, I like being up high again, kind of being the boss on the road. Uh, so I will really miss it. But, yeah, just kind of swallow my, my humility pill a little bit and not not stress over money as much. But I get the debt thing. You know, money, finances kind of weigh on me a little bit. But that's one of my, my things I'm giving to God, too. It's like, all right, man, let you worry about the cash, and I'm going to do what I can control and keep doing what I love, and it'll come. Mm-hmm. So they also made an interesting point in the article that uh, the average home buyer is now 44 years old when they buy a house versus 25 to 34 range about 30 years ago. Mm. So people bought homes at a lot younger age uh, back then than they do now. And, and maybe that's part of it too. Maybe we're you know, paying too much on, on leases and things and not getting your own equity and i know my dad's done well with real estate things and i'm gonna try to get into that this year this year too but i found that kind of just little side note that we're buying houses at a later age and wondering if if you buy it sooner you might do better because then you have the equity houses go up you can still you know own it rent it out get another one different mortgages but yeah uh, debt, man, debt kills people mm-hmm. to your point, like so much stress on relationships or whatever it may be where money just, it's awful. Yeah. I mean, debt, debt itself doesn't kill people. I think the way you manage your debt kills that, you. Yeah. It all starts with, I mean, debt's okay if you have it right now, but I mean, game plan, staying consistent with it. Yeah. Be, take care of yourself. Have a, have a game plan. Yeah, and you're, to your point, sacrifice a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just got to sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're not going to turn as many heads with your car as you're rolling through the neighborhood. Like, if you're making financial decisions based on what other people think about you, 
you need to rethink your yeah your, your game plan there. It's like in in five years I'll get like a Maserati. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> looking, I'm looking forward to how I'm yeah. gonna get there. We'll get it. There we go. Yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna roll us into our RLEs if uh, if you're done on debt. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, feel like we had a few downer spots. <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough to. It's a gloomy day outside. A- abandoned so. babies and financial debt. <laughs> Welcome to Off the be Dome o- Radio. O- <laughs> no. We- a new box to save the abandoned box. babies. That's positive. ended on a positive. Yeah, we we swooped a little low. We came back up, kind of plateaued on debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my RLE is about not being desperate. <laughs> we're, we're on a roll. So um, no, had interesting um, kind of outlook, and I'm going to reference our episode with Tim Roberts, episode 75. Oh, fun fun little side note. When I was doing my RLE notes for our episode, I just, I was like, oh, I don't want to like go through my phone, like try to find it in iTunes, which episode number was it with Tim. So I just Googled off the dome radio, Tim Roberts, first one, episode 75 on Google. I was like, shit, (laughs) SEO, baby. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was just kind of a little, little fun thing that, that I, uh. Did this weekend was like oh, yeah we can do that now and that'll <laughs> it'll do that for us yeah welcome back to the internet slags yeah gotta love it um so yeah got got someone that has we've talked a couple times about doing nutrition coaching and and he's a an endurance athlete and we've had a few conversations and then we've been trying to get a phone call and this person is interested in plant based things expectations with that and so i've sent times that i'm available you know he's he's busy just started some new new type of work and things but haven't heard back from like my last few messages on hey i'm I'm available at this time this afternoon or a few days ago i gave him hey i'm free from this time on also this weekend uh, we can set up a time too nothing back and so after a few of those, I'm just going to leave it be because our conversation with Tim Roberts, he talked about when, for those that may not know, haven't listened or just tuning in for the first time, incredible salesman. Uh, he does sales training at Traders uh, Trust Point. Trust Point, yes. Sandler Trading. Um, and he really gets into the mental aspect of why a decision maker is making the decisions he or she is. And he talked about not being desperate for, for the business to where if they say no, he goes, oh, okay. And so where he's not needing to have their business because that's when the other person now has, the buyer has the leverage. Mm-hmm. And he wants, he talked about how you need to get them to transition from how much does it cost to can you help me? Mm-hmm. And... At this point, I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave it be because I'm not going to be desperate for the business. Like you you know what I can do um, and you want to dive a little deeper into that, which is completely cool, but I'm not going to keep chasing. Like you're not the only person that can use me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took a page out of his book where at first I was like, dang, dude, like get back to me already. But then I was like, nah, let it go. Yeah. Like don't like use all that time and energy 
on doing better content for my own page or or getting reach, new clients, like having a pipeline of yeah, clients. Yeah, reaching back. out to other people. Yeah. yeah. And so then had had a, a patient that wants to send like a handful of people to me. So I'm like, oh, you know, there it is. Full circle just like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a quick, like, ah, dang, dude, like kind of goes to me to realize, not just, who cares? Mm-hmm. Let it go. There's, there's how many billions of people in the world? I'm not going to let one tank my day. Right. So uh, great, great human is just for whatever reason. Yeah. hasn't connected back and it is what it is no no hard feelings at all it's just now time to move on yeah okay good mindset to take different sales call no one owes you anything and and i I credit us doing this business a lot too and all the conversations that we have and uh our experiences to be able to have that better mindset Mm -hmm. like done a lot of self learning and growth but through everything that we do here has has made that transition easier to make mentally where it's like, all right, done next one. Mm-hmm. So and, and not take business. So personal, you know, we've talked before, how like try to get friends to leave a review or something and it takes under a minute and they still can't do it. It's like, ah, they don't owe us anything. Mm-hmm. And so don't have the expectation just because it's us that they're going to do it. Yeah. So, Kind of similar. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was uh, just a different thing I had, just a quick transition uh, in mindset where, you know, some people I think get wrapped up into it. And, and look, I've been guilty of it in the past too, for sure, for sure. But it's uh, one of those things where it's, again, I can help a lot of people. I know what I can do. That person knows it. Other people know it. Like it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. So, I I thank you and our conversations, Tim. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Blessed. Grateful. What happened to you this week? Yeah, so I've been doing some reflecting because 2020, one of my goals is to become more organized, whether it's at my desk, my room, mm-hmm. my house. Um, and it, just thinking back on the mental health impact that being more organized can do. I know, obviously, it's better to be more organized, but really taking a step back and, and reflecting like how it's impacted me and how it can impact your mental health by becoming more organized. Cause I, I bought a dresser, which I still need to install, but same. And I said last week I'd get it done. Dude, I got so busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've organized my desk. I've organized like my room, but my next step is my closet. So like take like freeing space up in my closet. Cause I bought a dresser. I'm going to take a lot of the clothes from my closet and put it in there. Uh-huh. Um, and that'll free up space for me to, to like organize my closet too. Um, and I think the reason why organization has a positive impact on mental health is I think humans love like predictability. We love knowing that the things we want in life are guaranteed. We like being like waking up every day and knowing like, Hey, like I I'm alive today. Like I get to go out and do these things and Mm -hmm. these things. We love knowing where things are at. Um, and that, that applies to like have like stuff in our house. Like, Knowing that when we want something, like, like, and when and we know exactly where it is, it gives us like a peace of mind knowing that we can predict where things are, and that comes from organization, hmm. like putting, like, organi- organizing stuff, like, 
clearing off all the table space in your room and, and, and putting the journal on the table, like knowing that you know exactly where your journal is, you can pick it up and you can, you can write in it. Like that just, sure. that, that feels good to us. And it's, it's, I've noticed that too, just by like, like the, where's my wallet? Yeah. Like I got a nightstand too. And I put my wallet and my keys in the same spot. So yeah. just saving time and like saving time, like looking to see where that stuff is like just, day by day knowing where that thing is like it it really does something for your brain chemically being able to predict where you know where everything is mm. and i know some people are less organized and than, than than others and i mean everyone has a different standard and it's like relative but really take a think of like, like think back of how much like less stress would my life be if i i knew where everything was better than what i do now um and it's it's real like when we when we decide to become more organized it seems like such a large step to take. And I think we, we look at it as a huge project, but it's really one of those things where if you just do a little bit each day in terms of becoming more clean. And like, if you have like a lot of like just stuff that you don't know what to do with Mm -hmm. divided into three groups, like you have stuff that you absolutely must have. You have the stuff that you need and you have the stuff that you may not need, but you, you, you want to keep it because you've got some type of emotional connection to it. Yeah. Everything else just get rid of. Or sell. Like, I'm going through a process. Have you heard of the app uh, Poshmark? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, so I'm going to start. I'm going to do an audit through all my clothes. And whatever the clothes I don't want, I'm going to sell on there. And I'm going to give the rest to charity. Nice. Or Goodwill. Whatever. Nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. Goodwill, That's yeah. still charity. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. So just, just yeah, I just thought it was, like, just for our, for our brains chemically. And, well, that, like, know yeah. where things are at. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. That organization can aid in our mental health. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for the thought provocation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, e- we said earlier, but even the easy, God, where's my wallet? Where's my keys? Mm-hmm. Where'd I put my phone? You have that small heart attack. It's like if you just have a spot, have a home. Yeah. God, growing up, my dad's like, shoes especially do these have a home do these go somewhere can we put these away you know hate stuff on the floor mm-hmm. right and let's yeah just have a home for things and you know where it's all at mm-hmm. but then you like remember those professors in college that have an office that is just mile high with papers everywhere <laughs> but yeah. they know exactly where yours is yeah. like middle of the the hay bale like yoink Here's yours. Yeah. What? Yeah. How does this work? Um, they know exactly where they put it when they grade it. So they're like, oh, it's right here. Yeah, right. But yeah, um, I, I agree with that. It's, God, it's so simple. Everyday mm-hmm. life stuff of just putting things away or even, you know, knowing where your favorite coffee mug is or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Like how, how much time do you think you've spent opening up the refrigerator and looking for something like over the o- okay. over, over the total like time of your life how, I, like it just makes I will you say with my groceries and where things are at whether it's the fridge or the lazy susan yeah we got a lazy susan lazy susan <laughs> damn straight uh, or like our kind of pantry-esque just cupboard mm-hmm. i know where my things are i know where my seasonings are I know where my my potatoes or pastas or grains, whatever. I know where my veggies are in the fridge. I know where my meats are in the freezer. I know that's one area. Just because I cook so much, 
where, man, I guess I kind of did that intuitively, but didn't think that just helped me mentally. Mm-hmm. Of course, I just also like to prepare quickly. Like yeah. I love to cook, but some days I'm just like, all right, I need to get it done fast. Mm-hmm. So I know where everything's at. So, but I think that's the only area where I'm that good. Yeah. Uh, things at work too. Things at work, we're pretty well organized with. Of course, that's that's a little different because other people have to use same, similar tools or, or whatever. But yeah, groceries, I'm good. So I haven't spent a crazy amount of time doing that. Sometimes I don't know what to eat, but mm-hmm. so I'll just stare with the door open. Yeah. Go <laughs> and back I'm like, and why is it so cold in here? Yeah. It's like getting back onto social media, opening your fridge. Ah, there's nothing good to see here. I'm getting back off. <laughs> nothing good to see here. <laughs> Move along. Move along. These are not the drawers you're looking for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my room could use a little more work as well. I know where things are, but it just it needs to be, I need a more professional setting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I need to finish my IKEA dresser as well. Yikes. Been, been putting that off for too long. That's just, yeah, that's a me problem. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for that. I just haven't done it. Yeah. Uh, what kind of dresser did you get? Uh, it's from Ikea. It's yeah. like the uh, dark brown, like wooden one. Like, what, you get like a four my, drawer or what something? What my nightstand looks like. Yeah, like okay. the tall the tall four drawer. Okay, nice. Nice. And it's got like two like skinny ones at the top for like socks. Ah. Yeah. Extra organization. Yeah. Sock and underwear drawer. I cannot wait. And I bought a shoe rack, too, this week that I can put my shoes on. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. I know a lot of people that have, like, the in-closet hanging shoe racks. Yeah, I had one. It's pretty nice. I had one in college. Yeah. It's all right. I don't like it being on the door when you, like, open and close it because it, like, makes it feel heavy and, like, not as... But if you get the right one, it can can make a difference. Got it. Like, a good one. Got it. Um... Very specific on your, your shoe racks. Mm-hmm. Just like you're very specific on your, your breakfast jams and jellies. That's right. I like just being able to pour it on. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. like being able to scoop it out. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing we didn't. Went to Garden Table for breakfast. Mm-hmm. A little side side detour here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to the one in Broad Ripple. Just the food tasted clean. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like very minimal grease, yeah. if at all. It just it tasted quality. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really respect. I'm definitely going to go back and try some other things because yeah. there's some things on that menu that really piqued my interest. Yeah, but uh, yeah, cool little joint, mm-hmm. uh, nice fun little spot. Hashtag no free ads, but garden table <laughs> needs some good fresh ingredients. Yeah, check that out. And I, I like I like restaurants where you you sit down at a table, you have a menu you look at, and you go up to the counter and order, mm-hmm. and you pay at the counter. So when you're done, you can just leave. Yeah. That's what I liked about the yeah, place. Yeah, you're good to go. The, it was very easy. I feel like if you're like looking for a nice sit-down breakfast but are kind of pressed on time or you, you want more predictability about when you're done with your meal, mm-hmm. then you – I mean, it's a pretty quick meal. Yeah, that's a good point. If you are – if you need to be faster, I guess that would be a faster – Because that's, that's one of the things I don't enjoy about restaurants is at the end when you're like – trying to leave and the the per, your waiter or waitress they're, they're taking care of a bunch of tables like, yeah yeah you you can't just be like hey i want to leave now yeah you have to like wait to pay everything yeah you, you don't want to be rude you got to give things. the car you got to wait for them to run the card and bring it back sure, sure although i guess sometimes if you're like hey i'm not trying to rush you but i gotta go i got a meeting or something and usually they're good about doing that kind of thing mm-hmm I just I I don't like it. yeah I don't like I don't, I don't like, like to do that. that I don't like to but do that but it's the right thing to do yeah but, yeah but if you're also crunched for time have a different option 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, uh, McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim promotes that. I don't. <laughs> but, uh, they even, even had a guy that opened the door for you when you left. Yeah. I was like, what? This, that's just stepping it up. He just sh- that little he extra. Shed a t- he shed a tear. That yeah. was just like, <laughs> that little extra, little extra help. Um, yeah, quality joint. Uh, but you liked how the the homemade jam was not too runny, but, yeah. but it did run. You could pour it out. They're good. Yeah, I don't like taking jam out of a cup and like putting it onto the toast, and it's like still in clumps, and you gotta like break up the clumps and like flatten them. Mm-hmm. Like I hate doing. Like that. you like really work to yeah. smear it. Yeah. Like with this one, it was like it still was like thick and had substance, but you could like pour it out and like mm-hmm. oozed out. You could just. Yeah. Oost. It oozed Perfect. out. What nice. Like how descriptive I'm getting with this. Oozed. That's a good word. Yeah. Man. Hmm. See what else we can use that in. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. All right. Uh, let's get down and nerdy with it, Tim. Uh, book talk, am I starting? Yeah. All yeah. right. It's so uh, selfish, but. <laughs> uh, so, a book on psychology, Brain Rules by John Medina talks about the different way our brain operates and the different things that contribute to the healthy functioning of a brain talks about exercise the positive impacts on your brain talks about sleep uh, different stuff like that but there's a chapter um, on managing and understanding your own stress so like the impact of stress on the brain Um, so like when we respond to stress because stress can be either good or bad that's what i kind of want to talk about here Mm -hmm. um when we respond to stress, our pulse races, our blood pressure rises, and you feel um, a massive like release of energy. And when you're stressed, your brain, like you have a desire to avoid something. What, like you, you have a desire to avoid the stressor, but you classify like what you want to avoid in the situation, like what that stressor is. Um, so like talk about like fear as a motivator. Like okay. when you feel stressed, like you, you, your desire to avoid failure propels you to perform well. Like in a speech, like when you get nervous or stressed about a speech, it's because you want to avoid doing bad and you want to do good so that you can, you can do that. So that's like a positive way of doing it. But one thing I want to like hit here is three things that you can use to determine whether your workplace is causing positive stress or negative stress on you and whether like your surroundings if you're working in a stressful environment or, or a productive environment mm, okay um so the first thing is like the type of stress you experience is it productive stress um and does it motivate you to achieve your goals in a healthy way like it's one thing to have like things in your life like deadlines that you got to meet um and if the if the stress give like rewards you in the end, like if over overcoming the stress makes you smarter, it delivers value to people, it creates positive emotions in you and in others. That's a good stress to feel because that mm-hmm. motivates you to overcome f- failing f- for others and failing yourself. Um, and then another thing is like, is there a good balance between stimulation and boredom? Like you don't want to work in an environment where you're like constantly, constantly stimulated, constantly like on edge. But you also don't want to work in an environment where you're like bored all the time. Sure. And you're like always looking at your phone and there's no like downtime. Or there's always downtime. Yeah. You want to be able to find an environment where you, you have like there are some days that are less stressful and like your stress levels are lower. But you also want to have days that you're like re- extremely more st- in, like energetic and stimulated. So finding the balance between that and your work environment. 
Um, and then the other thing is, is there like extra baggage outside of your work environment that you're bringing into it that's causing you extra stress? Mm. Like how, like, are you going to invite an environment where the stress like spills over into that? So yeah. just answering those three things, like the type of stress you experience is a positive stress. The second thing, is there a good balance between stimulation and boredom? And is it an environment where other stress isn't like pouring into it from like out like external forces? Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Just some well, important things to remember. Which I think, I think that last one where other stressors roll over, I think that one's a little harder to avoid mm-hmm. in, in any job. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, sometimes I've been having other issues that may roll over into the mic a little bit, but then I get rolling and I feel better. Like this mm-hmm. is therapy for us. But, you know, that's why we talk pockets of peace so you can kind of manage that the best you can. But yeah, I think a lot of people still struggle with that no matter what we're, if something else is going really wrong, it can roll over mm-hmm. into the work environment. Yeah. Which isn't good for anyone's cause. Right. But uh, interesting that you brought this up and, and I really like how you're trying to control stressors the best we can, especially in like work environments, because mm-hmm. that's where people spend majority of their days and I mean lives, right? Mm. I mean, you're there 40 plus hours a week. That's a long time. So being able to hone in on your environments and it's like, is it something that you've done to most of your control where you need to change your entire environment? Yeah. And, and that's the hard thing to sometimes swallow where it's, man, maybe, maybe it's not all just me. Maybe it's company too. And I can't change that without changing companies. Yeah. And so sometimes you got to look at the whole <clears throat> overarching picture, but I was talking to a buddy of my brother's this w- past weekend that he was also out with us and he works at Salesforce. Okay. And he was telling me, so he's actually interested. I was handing out some uh, podcast business cards. Yeah, to him. boy. Yep. Yep. I took them out with me, had them in my back left pocket. Just, Good. I, I like that. Yeah. Gave one to my brother. And then his girlfriend's like, oh, what's that? And my brother's like, man, this, this feels like nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the lettering. I like the, the texture. And I was like, yeah, man. We decided if we're going to hand something to somebody to keep, it's not going to be some flimsy-ass bullshit business card. It's going to be yeah. quality, nice finish, nice glossy finish and feel, smooth. And so in my mind, I was kind of doing cartwheels like, yeah, we got them cards. <laughs> but... So then his girlfriend, Tori, comes over and she's like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, you want one too? She goes, yeah, I want one. I go, and another one. And then he's showing, uh, my brother is showing his friend Keegan. And uh, he, I see him kind of hand it and this guy Keegan's kind of like keeping it. And so my brother's empty handed. I go, here's one for you, man. Replenishment. Yeah, right, go. right. Like, how many more do we need? Anyone? I'm like a Pez dispenser of business <laughs> cards here. Bring the heat. And so this guy Keegan, he's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've, Two other friends, we were talking about doing a podcast, and one's in in California, uh, does some film stuff. The other one is, oh, where do you say, more East Coast, but into like hunting. And so he's like, we're just going to have like, they're going to play on words, state of mind, where everyone has different just states of mind. How do they think about things where they're at and how much is that influencing their their thoughts and i was like dude that's kind of cool mm-hmm. and he goes yeah it's just like you know we wouldn't really have a big audience i was like well not starting out and but what they'll do it at salesforce is his team meets weekly and they talk about some other like things within that meeting like real nitty-gritty business but they'll also discuss 
they kind of have like the stoplight system of like if you're green that week, you don't really have much that's bugging you. Nothing's really stressing you out, whether it's work or other. They'll talk about outside stressors where, so for example, he actually, him and his wife, they have the ring doorbell and they caught on video someone hit and run their car. They had mm. street side parking, someone hit and run. And that same week, he goes, dude, that very week, I also had my wisdom teeth taken out. So I was out of the office for a few days. But he goes, I go back into work that following Monday, and my team kind of knew everything that was going on with both things. And he goes, they're like, dude, what are you doing here? Go take care of your car. You know, get that get that taken care of. We, we got you covered. Where they really have each other's backs, and they'll discuss that, though. Like, man, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of going on. Or if it's, like, personal or relational outside, or like, hey, you know what, we're going to take this off your plate here. We'll disperse this. We got it. Yeah. Like, take care of you, man. Yeah, what that does for someone is is incredible. The feeling that people understand their situation. Amazing. Yeah. And so that's where, like, they'll purposefully bring other stuff to work because they're surrounded by people that know how to help them manage that. Mm-hmm. To where it's like, if we can take your idea of controlling your stressors and making sure it doesn't fuel over, or do we let it fuel over appropriately so your people can help you? And so I just think the more we integrate that too, and this is what I told them. I was like, look, man, if you are interested in starting to do content, like that's a good place to start. And that could also put Salesforce, like not that they're not on the map, but they could be the groundbreakers of doing stuff like that within quote unquote corporate. Mm. Because that word has a very negative connotation still. Like it's corporate, you know, so you feel like a number. A lot of people are treated the same where they don't think they can bring that in if it's like, man, this is really bugging me. I just need, I need help with this. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like, no one here I don't think can help me. I was like, if you just, if you guys talked about it and started putting that on a YouTube channel, I was like, let alone do it live where other companies are seeing this, like, man. I was like, even if it starts internal, other teams can can take off with this. And I was like, you never know. I was like, I'm just completely speculating here what kind of higher up, higher up might look at this and be like, whose team is this? Like, I want to talk to this team and what they're doing because mm-hmm. this is pretty innovative stuff. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, and and I felt like felt like I kind of Gary Veed him a little bit. He goes, dude, I didn't even think about that. I was like, dude, that, if you guys had a YouTube channel showing that, he goes, well, we also talk about like mergers and acquisitions. I was like, disregard all that. You either end your your video before all that after you get the good stuff that people want to see and then get the business stuff that the co- it's confidential or just cut it. Like if you just keep it rolling, just cut that out. Like, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't give away business stuff. But if you give people that, man, I think people will be a lot happier mm-hmm. and, and that will equate to better productivity. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. Kind of interesting that all I had that conversation just yesterday. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, uh, that's good though because I think people need to hear that, you know, it's it's good to control those stressors in your environments and especially with work because mm-hmm. yeah. that is where we spend most of our our time yeah. is at work. Yeah, and does what like the main question out of all this you got to ask is like, are you in an environment where when there's stress present you have you're in an environment where there's resources, people, and just everything else that helps you convert negative emotions into positive productive emotions. Like how easy is it to do that in your environment, whether it's the resources or just the working environment. So yeah, great. Good deal. All right. So eating dinner like a King Aubrey, I'm, I'm trudging through. All right. I will 
yes, I've been, I lacked on the reading towards the end of last year, but this is also a really thick book. So I'm still getting through it. Hopefully be done within a week and a half. Eating dinner like a king. Aubrey Marcus, own the day, on your life. So like eating slow, uh, he talked about, but also he threw in like good digestion. So you don't want to drink while you're eating because you won't digest food as, as well. So think about when, when you take a bite of something. You get a few bites in, you take a swig of whatever you're drinking, and down the hatch. Right? It's not fully chewed. So if you don't do that, you are forced naturally just to take more bites, like chew it more. You break it down more in your mouth, and then it's easier, easier for your body to digest too. And some will say even waiting a little bit after you're done eating to start drinking liquids again. But also, I took this in the sense of just sitting down and enjoying your food. And I'm guilty of this too, having less distractions. Like not staring at your phone while you're eating, not watching something always while you're eating because then you don't think about what and how you're eating. Mm -hmm. It's like enjoy the food, chew it, like taste it. How are you, how's your body feeling when you eat this? How are you feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, and, And just... Eat like a king because that's the thing. They sat down. Mealtime was about the food. Like, mm-hmm. let's make it about the food again. And so I just thought it was interesting that, yeah, we can talk about digestion and things, but also just get rid of the noise for a little while and be you know, be blessed for your food and thankful that you, you have something to eat. But, again, just, okay, how, how does my body like this? I'm just enjoying my food, eating slow. And being present. We talk about being present a lot. Do the same when we eat. Like I said, I'm super guilty of it. Because uh, I'll watch cooking shows and things while yeah. I'm on this new kick called The Final Table. Pretty wild. Mm. Um, but yeah, I need to not watch as much while I eat. But that's... Uh, I just... I liked the section because it's one of those things where we don't really think about it. But eating, eating and drinking, we do that consistently all day, every day. To where it becomes... I mean, it's just another habit, but where we can, again, control our, our environment with that, of just being present with the food. There's mm-hmm. this guy, uh, Paul Check, um, big in holistic healing and stuff, and, and he'll even kind of do this little prayer with his hands over his food and kind of talk to the food and, and, and his body, and people will, you know, oh, he's kind of woo-woo, ah, maybe, but... Um, <laughs> No, I, I like I like his approach. I like his stuff. But anyway, he'll even kind of do that sort of ritual over his food. And he's very mindful with his eating and stuff. And it's just one of those things where I think it's a good practice to, you know, chew and enjoy and, and really taste all the all the savory flavors that you're getting too. And just like, man, I am nourishing my body right now. Like fuel the temple, baby. Yeah, like the like food is what gives us energy to like keep on living. Mm-hmm. So like treasure that that moment where you're like and you're refueling. And good coffee. Yeah, that's right. Garden table with a to go cup. <sighs> I actually I reached out to uh Paul Check. Oh to, really? For the I sent him a message. Nothing, uh, nothing back yet, but Yeah, he man, he's sure probably he's a hard man to reach. Probably. There's a lot of people after him. Probably. Because yeah. he's he's pretty pretty wild and out. It's it's awesome. Like yeah. I I've I've followed him for a good amount of time and he he's very into a lot of things of controlling your mind, your body, and being very well connected and self aware with everything. Uh, that'd be sweet, dude. If we got him on the show, 
I would definitely just geek out <laughs> for sure. Yes, sir. For sure. Um, speaking of to-go cups from Garden Table, so they had the clear plastic lid uh-huh. on the coffee. Kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm used to like the harder gas station style, like white one, which is a little more dense. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ooh, I hope nothing spills over. But we're all good. Yeah. Quality made. There we go. Good job, guys. World-centric. All right, Tim. Anything else for today's episode? Uh, I'm good. Have a great week. Uh, keep your, putting yourself in environments to learn and, and convert stress mm-hmm. into positive, productive emotions. Yep. Identify the stressors. Yep. Um, Get organized. Take the baby steps. What, what kind of Tuesday do we want people to have today, Tim? Tremendous. Tremendous. Ooh, he already knew. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. DM us on Instagram that you did so at Off the Dome Radio. We'll send you a free gift in the mail on us. We appreciate you. Enjoy your Tuesday.